Oh, there it is. Okay, can you hear me now, Jim? <laughs> How's everybody doing this evening? Longest day of the year is either today or tomorrow. Which day is it? Tomorrow? Okay, I knew Dad would know. Um, so it won't get dark for another three hours. So it's good to have everybody out. I don't think we'll be here for three hours tonight. Um, but we have several songs that have been put on the uh, on the board out there and... We've got a few of our song leaders that are not here tonight, so um, a few of us are, so we'll do the best we can. Our first song will be number 851, which is Blue Skies and Rainbows, we're going to sing that, and then we will sing the first and last verse of that song, and then we'll sing the first and last verse of 824, which is I'll Fly Away, and then Jackson will have our opening prayer, and then we'll start singing and have a short devo um, as we figure out which song we'll make the invitation song as we go on. 851. Blue skies and rainbows and sunbeams from heaven are what I can see. When my Lord is living in me, I know that Jesus is well and alive today. He makes his home in my heart. Nevermore will I be all alone since he promised me that we never. Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away, I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away when I die.
you pray with me? Dear Lord, thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us, and thank you for the great spring that we've seen, Lord. Please bless tonight, and help have our singing be pleasing to you, and help Chris's lesson to bring us closer to you as well. Please help us to have a good rest of the week, and help all of those on our sick list to recover. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Number 621, 10,000 angels. 621, 10,000 angels. <clears throat> See 645, the old rugged cross. These two, two kind of go together. 645, the old rugged cross. <clears throat> Where the tears burst and burn. 
trying to figure this out so <laughs> um, some of these I think we might have in this let's do 231 231 hilltops of glory I 
I'm going to sing one that wasn't on the list because I didn't know better. Um, number 78, Can You Count the Stars? You may have to get your songbooks out for this. I don't know how fast he is. 78, Can You Count the Stars? <clears throat> Can you count the stars of evening that are shining in the sky? Can you count the clouds that daily over all the world go by? God the Lord who doth not slumber, keep it about 843 as the deer pants for the water 
do one more right below that, 844, and I will yield the podium. <clears throat> Be still and know Let's mark number 584, softly and tenderly for the invitation song. That way we'll have that marked. And then what we'll do is, is I'll sing a couple, a couple of songs. I don't know how many you want to sing. If you want to sing three or four, two or three, whatever. Then I'll sing the last. I'll sing the invitation and the closing song. So, so we'll sing two songs here, and then John will sing however many he feels like singing. And then after John's done, Chris, we'll go from there. So. Um, let's stand for these two songs if you don't care. Um, our first song will be number 226, How Great Thou Art, and then we will follow with 523, Our God is Alive. We'll stand for both of them. That's all right. First and last verses, so it won't be too long. We'll sing them fast. <laughs> oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the Disguise with every hue and bring the world's way. 
you please? Number 22. <clears throat> okay, number 22. All the way, my Savior leads me. All the way my Savior leads me, Number 40, be with me, Lord. Number 40.
584, 584, I got to find myself here, that's a, yeah, I'm sorry, it's an invitation song, okay, just trying to get on there, sorry, uh, 216, sorry, 216, he leadeth me, 216. Seven hundred seventeen, victory in Jesus. Yeah. 
391. Let me see what it is real quick. Okay. Let me live close to thee. Let me live close to thee. In my field, I would will stickles, brave and true. In the heart, for the heart, I would care and do. Spend my days in my friends, all the journey through. Let me close to thee each day. Let me live close to thee. Guide me all. Eight thirty four. I believe that salvation has been brought down. Eight thirty four. Don't have it? Okay. 834, if you don't care, get your song books. Sing the first and last. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
Jesus gave his life a ransom on Calvary, on Calvary, cruel Calvary, paid away by the very ever-shining crown. Praise his holy Seven hundred nine. I don't think I've done that one yet. I don't. Uh, let me see what it is. Tis midnight and on Olive's brow. Sweetly soothe the 
452, Night with Evan Pinion. Night with heaven pinion, I think there's just one more. I don't know. I can't remember. Hmm. Four thirty-two, and then we'll quit. <laughs> we'll let uh, Brother Chris take over. <clears throat> My stubborn will. Yeah, you got that. Okay. My stubborn will at last
I don't know about you, but one of the things I missed the most during the quarantine was our singing. Uh, it's just like a desert. And the first Sunday we came back, just sit the, I sat there and listened to everybody sing. And it was wonderful. And I've missed these singing nights. Uh, to, to those of us who love the Lord, singing, is, singing to Him, singing praises to Him is, is almost lifeblood, isn't it? It rejuvenates us. It reminds us who we are. It gives us hope for tomorrow. Uh, it's just, these nights are so important, I think. And I'm so grateful that our song leaders are, are capable to do this. And Andy can do the, the songs quick enough that we can use the PowerPoint. And that's not an easy job. None of this is easy. Um, I've never, I've led singing, and people have asked me to stop. So I don't do that no more. <laughs> uh, but I've done, I've done the slides, and that's not easy. It's hard keeping up. Uh, and so I'm grateful for all you guys that are, that are doing this so capably. Uh, when I was a kid, the congregation I grew up in had a New Year's Eve singing every every year, uh, December 31st. Uh, congregations from all over the state. I mean, some we'd have congregations from Kentucky and Alabama, and all you know the states connecting Tennessee uh, would come in, and everybody would meet at nine o'clock, and they would start singing. We would start singing. I remember this one when I was like five, uh, all the way until I think they stopped doing it when I was a teenager kind of dwindled down, but when I was a kid, there were 400, 500 people there. Just the auditorium was packed, and uh, they would start at 9 o'clock, and we'd sing all the way till 12, and then at 12, you'd go downstairs and to their, their fellowship hall, and we'd eat and stuff, and it was a fantastic time of singing praises to God, and I think that has built in me a love of singing, and I'm glad that this congregation loves to sing as well. When I was at Freed, they have this thing called Clayton Chapel, and it's this tiny little uh, old auditorium, and it's maybe one of our sections wide. <laughs> it's tiny, and you would we would pack in two or three hundred college students, and we would just sing for an hour, and I would sing to the point where my face was numb. You ever sing that much? Where your face was just you felt weird. Uh, I love I love the singing, and I'm grateful that we get to do that together. Um, on these nights, my, my mind turns back to some of the songs that we sing because there's some songs that we don't sing very often. We get to sing some of those during these nights, and, and that's a special treat. Um, but there's some songs that we sing on a regular basis that we get to sing on these nights as well, and we're reminded of some of the words of those songs. And so my mind usually goes back to, to those songs that we sing on these nights, and, and I, I kind of ponder through um, some of those words as we're singing and think about the ramifications of that. And as I was doing that this time, I was reminded of um, the summer before I turned 16. I remember, I don't remember what year that was, but I remember that summer because I was not yet old enough to have a real job. So I worked out in one of the members of that congregation that I grew up in. I worked in his hayfield for all of one day. <laughs> that is hard, hard work. And I was in good shape, and you can't tell it anymore, but I was in good shape when I was in high school and college. 
And I thought, man, I'm going to the gym on a regular basis. I'm lifting these heavy weights. I can throw up that hay bale, no problem. Now, the hay bale wasn't the problem. The 101 degree heat was the problem. And we got up in the hayloft, and he looked at me, and he said, I think you need to sit down, son. <laughs> I said, yes, sir. <laughs> I was tired, right? Back in 1929, there's another young man. He's 24 years old. His name's Albert Brumley, and he is in a cotton field. His, uh, his parents owned a cotton field in Missouri, and he's out there picking cotton. He had just graduated from... Hartford School of Music. Uh, he got there when he was 19 years old. Didn't have any plans to become a student. Had just heard about this this school where they teach you to read music and, and write it. Uh, it's like a, a school for composers, I suppose. And so he, that was his interest. He wanted to do that. And so he goes to this school and he begs the headmaster to let him in. Uh, to teach him. And so he does. He lives with the headmaster for several years and, and eventually graduates from this school. As he's graduated, he goes back to his family's farm. And in 1929, he's, he's there singing a song as he's picking cotton. And the words to a song that you know fairly well came to his mind, I'll Fly Away. Albert Brumley wrote, I'll Fly Away in 1929. And I'm told it is the most recorded gospel song um, to date. I guess, it's, I guess it's a favorite. It's a favorite of mine. There are some songs, uh, certainly a favorite of, of Titus's. It's his favorite song, I think. Um, but there are some songs that just plunge the depths of spirituality, don't they? They make you think. Uh, and, and they just cover the, the width and the depth of Scripture. And I'm reminded of songs like In Christ Alone. Um, how deep the Father's love. Uh, there are so many songs like that that just, it's hard to wrap your mind around how big and deep those songs are. And every time you hear it, you can pull out a new tenet, a new characteristic, a new understanding from that song from Scripture. It's just kind of amazing that somebody wrote that. And every time I sing it, it's like, oh, it hits me different. And, you know, every time we sing it, it hits me different uh, in a different way. But then there's songs like I'll Fly Away that just have a single point. If you've ever listened to the song, the words of the song as we sing it, it's, it's a catchy melody, isn't it? But the words are very simple. He, he's burdened. He's tired. And if you've ever been out in a field doing any kind of manual labor, you probably identify with him, right? This isn't, he wasn't out there for 10 minutes. I spent probably four or five hours in a hayfield one day, and I was done. And I have not entered a hayfield again, and I'm not planning on it, Jerry. I'm not getting in a hayfield. Uh, so at, even after that short period of time, I was exhausted. He does this you know, for a living. He's out there all day, and he starts thinking, I'm tired. That's, an, that's a thought we can identify with, isn't it? As time progresses and, and, and more aches and pains start happening, you notice I was limping as I was coming up here. Maybe I, I sat weird, and my hip felt weird when I got up and started walking. I made room for my children, and I sat weird, and now my hip hurts. So I can't walk right. That's silly. Like, as we progress, we start having all these weird aches and pains, and we, it reminds us that this place is temporary. We were never designed to live here, and we were certainly never designed to become attached to this place. We gotta be ready to let it go. 
and, and all the, the pains and the diseases and the burdens that are ours here are daily reminders that our citizenship, like Paul says in, to the Philippian congregation, is not here. That's a congregation that was undergoing a whole lot more of aches and pains than we were because they were being persecuted by the people around them, their neighbors, their friends, their family members. And Paul writes to them and says, your citizenship's not here. It's okay. Whatever happens to you here, it's okay. Endure that because your citizenship, what really matters is the land you're going to. It's coming. And Brumley was thinking of that land as he's sweating in a Missouri cotton field in 1929, the year before the Dust Bowl happened. You know, the depression is coming up. It's only going to get worse, you know. And, and that reminds us that this world is not going to get any better. We're on, a, a, we're on track <laughs> to just become farther and farther away from God, farther and farther, uh, more aches and more pains and more trouble. This world's not our home. That's not a place we were meant to be. It's not a place we were meant to, to be attached to. We need to unattach from the, the cares of this world and be a whole lot more attached to the world that's coming after. I'm also reminded, though, when we sing I'll Fly Away, of this thought of, of leaving. You know, that he wants to leave because he's tired. He's been working hard. I understand that. But another thought entered my head as I was thinking and was as we were singing tonight. How many of us are burdened by what goes on around us? Just the, the sin that runs rampant, people not seeming to care how they live, how their actions affect other people, how their actions affect the church. It's enough to make you sad, <laughs> right? I, I keep coming back to Lot. I guess my mind's been on him the last couple of, of weeks because of uh, this this month and what it means to our culture, I guess. And that's where my mind's been at. But his soul was was vexed. He he was burdened by what was going on around him. And we talked a little bit about that this morning. He wasn't burdened enough to move his family. He wasn't burdened enough to protect his family from what was going on. But he was hurting. He was hurting for what was going on around him. It bothered him. I'm afraid it doesn't bother us like it should. Sin ought to stand out. It ought to be offensive. When someone takes the Lord's name in vain, we, we ought to get mad. That ought to push us back a little bit. When people aren't as faithful as they ought to be, that ought to, there ought to be some righteous indignation there, right? There needs to be some passion and fervor because of the burden that we bear here. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm kind of tired of bearing it, right? I'm ready to fly away, using Brumley's words. I'm looking forward to a land where everyone does what's right on a consistent basis, including me. <laughs> Paul would say in Romans that he doesn't do the things that he wants to do, and he does do the things that he doesn't want to do. I think a lot of us are in that position where we're just frustrated at ourselves, and we're frustrated at our culture, hard isn't it that's okay because we weren't meant to be here and every time one of those burdens pops up whether it's a physical burden or a spiritual burden it's just a reminder that we weren't meant to be here not on a permanent basis this is just a testing ground to see if we're 
worthy to go to heaven. To be able to do that, we have to be baptized into his blood. To have our sins washed away, it's the very first step. It's not the only step. It's the first step to becoming right with him. The next steps are continuing to live in obedience to his will. Faithfully, devotedly following him no matter what comes at us for the rest of our lives. Bearing burdens that the rest of the world doesn't even see. We hurt for them who are lost and they don't even know it. I think that's what affects me the most is they don't even know it. They're hurtling towards disaster and no one's told them. At least no one's told them in a way that they can hear it. So that's the burden we share as the church. I'm glad we get to share it together. <laughs> that's the good thing. We get to share it together. And we get to encourage each other with nights like tonight where we come together and we sing praises to God and we are reminded of who we are and who we're worshiping and who has bought us and who's called us out of that lifestyle. And the fact that we're not designed for this place. The fact that one day we will fly away, letting go of all of our physical burdens as well as all of our spiritual burdens and meeting Him one day in the air. Tonight, if we can help you in any way, if you want to be baptized, if you'd like the prayers of this congregation, we want to help you in any way we can. Why don't you come tonight as we stand and sing. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals he's waiting and watching me, watching for you and for me. Think about it. It's been almost. It's been well over a year since we've uh, sang some of these songs. So it's no. Uh, it's not easy to remember all those tunes, is it? John? <laughs> Do you have announcements, Dave? All right, make it quick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll make them quick. Um, as a reminder for all little kids. Uh, little kids be heading to Barbersville Splash Pads on Saturday at 10 o'clock um, from, from 10 to noon. Also, uh, the, the young men that are going to the West Virginia School of Preaching will be leaving here at 7 o'clock in the morning. So 
I just saw my boys just go, oh. Um, also, remember, continue to keep Carol and Clinton Galloway in your prayers throughout this week. Also, continue to keep uh, Charlie Boso. It's good to see him here this evening. But continue to keep him in your prayers. Uh, Mary, continue to keep Don Klein in your prayers. And also, uh, Destiny Spears, um, keep her in your prayers as well. She's uh, expecting to be induced next, or this week. So keep her in your prayers. Uh, that's all the announcements I have. If you had not had the opportunity to take the Lord's Supper, is in the conference room. You may leave and do that now, and we'll sing one more song and be dismissed in prayer. Let's sing one verse of number 111, Come We That Love the Lord. And Jim, you have the closing prayer? Okay, very good. Come We That Love the Lord, 111. Come we that love the Lord and let our joys be known. Join in a song with sweet accord. Join in a song with sweet accord. And thus around the throne, and thus around the throne. We're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion. Chris said he, <clears throat> he could remember when he was 16, but those of us who are a little older have trouble every year remembering when we're 16. <laughs> uh, will you bow with me as we go to prayer? Father, we thank thee for this day and for the opportunity that we've had to assemble here and to worship thee. We pray, Father, that you will be with all those dads who are gathered today and that you will help them to be the people that that you would want them to be, and they may teach their children the right way to go. Father, we thank thee for Jesus and for all that he's done for us. And we pray that as we leave here today, we can go out into the community and be the type of people that you would want us to be. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.